0: Shut
1: up and sit down. Oh, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey JoJo Jr. Shabadoo? That's the worst name I ever heard.
0: How fast can you ride your bike? He asked that Sunday night with the wild look in his eye. So I follow close.
1: You tuned in for another Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Good job. Here is a little quote about teamwork from some guy named Michael Jordan. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence win championships. If you haven't already done so, go find yourself a team.
0: Joe.
2: Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? I am I just
1: you, Jake.
3: I'm just sitting here texting uh JP to let JP know that Lance is in Arizona next door to the Harvey Glantz 1976 gold medalist and just lance's sister's neighbor and your former coach I, yeah i think we'll get and to that story coach. it's yeah. pretty pretty
2: it's funny very, it's very important story <laughs> it's the most important story of the day sitting to matt's right evan
4: price um we are all drinking our usuals oh yeah what well, we got i've got double, double kirkland fisting. we have whatever is in matt's cup and coffee we got coffee and jake's cup yes sir lance is drinking probably a monster uh pepsi A pepsi
2: Pepsi. Monsters
4: better for you than that. And I'm drinking a ghost, which is what seventeen year olds who play video games drink for their energy drinks. That's exactly extremely accurate. It's about where my maturity level is right now. But yes. Orange cream.
3: I'll tell you what the taste is ridiculously. You brought that to the podcast before. That's a go-to drink for you, isn't it? It's it's become a pretty drink. Seven per day. I like it. It's very seven on
2: the (laughs) days that (laughs) end and why. But I
4: might be (laughs) getting through two or three a week right now, (laughs) which is rough.
2: And it's actually got a picture of an orange cream sickle on the side of it. When was the last time you actually had a physical Ooh. orange cream sickle? That's a great, I, oh God. I feel like I need to buy those a for my long, kids. A long,
4: long, long time. Those
2: were good back probably in Probably the last season. time I chased an ice cream truck. Remember so probably things. I was like 12. Rocket pops, remember those yeah. things too? Come oh my out gosh, of like yeah. Red, so white, blue good. all over your hands yep. and your face. Whatever Sticky. dye was
4: in that was like probably what could, I mean, that's that stuff stays on your tongue for like a week. But yeah.
2: <laughs> and coming to us over the phone, Lance Hepler.
1: Yes it is Lance Romance, still stuck in Arizona by choice. Stuck.
4: So stuck by choice in Arizona. <laughs> we have to give you so much crap now Lance. You're missing the beautiful rainy days out here. You can't even say you're from I'm... the Pacific Northwest anymore if you don't if you don't <laughs> grind through the, the the rainy weather here. Guys
2: guys guys. Is Lance a snowbird? Oh absolutely. 100%. <laughs> He's a
4: <Snowbird>, 67-year-old <laughs> snowbird right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I had,
1: to, I had to take my shirt off because it was getting too hot where I'm sitting. So, sorry. Oh, We're God, dead. you poor thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got some backpedaling to do. Everybody at the table here raced their bicycle this weekend. Oh, that guy, Lance wait, Hepler, Lance? loser. Boo, he snowbirds, oh, everyone boo. at the table. I mean, exactly. Everyone. I blew
3: it. <laughs> it's funny. The guy that races a 1,000 times per year is the I one think, guy that didn't I race. think
4: Lance should have to peer pressure from the team. Lance, you have to go out and do the same. Your first day back here. You have to jump on your bike, and we will time. You have to do the same exact course. Yeah. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't beat Evans,
2: t- if you don't beat Evans' time, you have to go buy a speedo. Yeah, yeah, yep. lovely. Have to do the same thing. Yep. <laughs> How about we do some backpedaling, Evan? We'll start with you. It, it was a
4: fun last couple weeks. So. I'm in my build going into, I can't believe the first race of the season's already kind of upon us. It's going to be here in two weeks, three weeks. Oceanside, right? Three weeks. Oceanside, yeah. Wow, three weeks. Three weeks. Okay, yes. you got a little
3: time. I was thinking it was coming up really soon.
4: So. No, it's it's the first weekend in April, so still got some time. Okay. Um, I am taking this week off of work to basically gear up and get as much training as I can in this week, which will probably be like... Thirty-two to thirty-five hours, hopefully. Ooh. Oh my gosh! It's been a lot of mid twenties hours over the last few weeks, which was tough, but you know, got through it and moving in the right direction. Going into Oceanside, so this week will be um, this week will be fun. Um, I went off last weekend, uh, tried to shove that twenty k time, you know, the the Mike Myers time trial into the training block because I just thought, you know, that's that's just such an important race. I think I just love I know that Jake and Ian put in a ton of thankless work into that race and just seeing the cycling community out like wanting to race again was just awesome. I mean I just love bike racing and I want to try to make as much time as I can for it this year and next year. And it was it was cool to see that 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 happen and you know see Jake and and the whole team there. I think like I mean, we had so many dialed folk there. there was so a, many. It was a sea of orange, which it was, was a awesome. big showing
3: from the the team for sure. Which was really was. fun to see everyone, and I felt guilty because there was like nine or ten people that you know I was in a conversation with and I was like, all right, we'll come back to this. And I yeah. never got back to him. I like, know.
4: I know. I felt, I felt bad to the same way. I was like oh. trying to say hi to everybody that I could as much as possible. And there's
3: no time to, there's no time to do all of that <laughs> yeah. and race and, you know, yeah. do all but the other what stuff I'm, that you
4: want to do. What I'm hoping is that a lot of those folks still show, you know, if we have more of these show up and also PIR racing too, I just hope that the, the people who kind of picked up their bike for the first time was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, slap on a number and do this, continue to show up. Cause it was, it was awesome to have everybody there also for me it's great because i can ride my bike to the race which is great it was like a four mile warm-up which is perfect
3: cassie showed up on her road bike which yeah. her, she, her thinking was that it was going to be rainy and gross so she would just rode bike that's it.
4: why she did yeah because we didn't get the tt bike ready was. for her in time so
2: she was but the weather was <laughs> it was perfect weather. i don't think it could have been any more perfect i mean no. the temperature like it was maybe cool, five it was degrees per- warmer would have been not better not even that it was yeah. like once you got gone you're it like really it really was this rocks perfect. yeah, yeah.
4: I even and felt like I overdressed during my because I kept my top layer on. Sure. Our, our like, winter top yeah. layer. Yeah, you were overdressed. And I, like, I mean, like, I didn't feel too hot during, but during the race, I did have this thought. I was like, I probably could be in my like, skin suit yeah. with this. Yeah. Carrying one with his skin suit, I was like, that was smart. He, yeah. he did the right move.
3: Yeah. You could have gone skin, like, you could just a tri suit or something. Could have been fine.
4: I, I looked like a massive tri-nerd out there, yeah, as I was told. Matter. But <laughs> it probably cost you <laughs> about, how much, I, did, how much did you lose by? I was wearing wool socks, so that's at least 100 watts right there. I don't know. Probably probably ten two seconds. Watts, did I you know.
3: lose? Clue. Did you lose by ten seconds? I lost by ten. A skin seconds. suit would have cost you about eleven seconds. That's so that yeah, would have been. Oh, after after, been.
4: After, been. The after, after the race, you got to watch Matt's
3: videos. He's done videos on the seven. Come on, those are <laughs> the oldies. Yeah, after the old videos, after the get race, back to I,
4: that. I made sure I had my list of of time trial excuses. There's nothing better than being a triathlete at a time trial where you just have built in excuses. But yeah, <laughs> I lost. I lost by ten seconds. I was second, but I was I was happy with it. The guy who won is very fast, so mm-hmm. I don't think even on my I don't think I have ten seconds on him. So.
2: Speed suit. <laughs> so you're saying victory goes to cyclists?
4: Victory goes to cyclists. <laughs> Even but, though it's not on the team. Yeah. But more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, uh the, the the epic battle of me and Dr. Handel, I'll I'll take this one. Oh, but yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm scared because making Doctor Hannell angry is Something I don't want to do too often because he's a, he's a dangerously fit guy. So <laughs> I think he had fun out there. His daughter, oh, yeah. his daughter was out there and she oh, won she something. Awesome.
3: Second her age group maybe or not age third. Group, second, she's her sixteen. Third. She got third, third in over. the
2: women's open Eddie yeah. category, which was a pretty was big the category. Open. Yeah, it was so. the open. She did awesome. She's crushing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Hey, uh, Hepler, what have you yeah. been up to?
1: You you you. Everybody else has better stories than me, but I do have a couple stories to tell. Um, I ended up. I, I was at a at a investor meeting that I'm a part of mm. here in Scottsdale and uh, I ended up uh, meeting uh, President George W Bush. <laughs> What's <How's> like <laughs> you do, you know? Yeah.
3: How's he doing? Is he like Is he investing? Well, he <laughs> He's <is, yeah. laughs> he like getting older now and he yeah. was really he is, into, Remember he was really into painting.
1: It, yes, he he's Which I just 75. Think Seventy-five. Okay. He uh, he was he actually was into mountain biking. You know, he oh, mountain yeah. biked quite a bit because he had a a place in Austin, and now he lives in the Dallas area. But yeah, the reason I did meet him is because he is a fellow investor in the same fund that that I'm in. That's why that's why he was there. Yeah. But he ended up speaking, you know, speaking to us, and we all got to like shake his hand and meet him and take a picture, and we all had to be vetted by the Secret Service before we it was oh, cool. it was a whole interesting thing. Yeah, so that was cool. That was the part of the investor conference that I was at that was very cool here. It was in Scottsdale. Um, Then beyond that, um, I rode some gravel bikes. There's beautiful gravel roads around the canals here in the Phoenix area. So Brandon and I went out on the gravel roads. And then um, I wanted to ride some mountain bikes. So I headed to this area called McDowell Mountain Preserve, which is outside of Phoenix. And I rolled into the parking lot and it just so happened that the first major UCI mountain bike race of the year was being held there. <laughs> it's called Wait,
4: seriously? It's
1: yes, it's called the Cactus Cup. And and I just blew it. There was there was amateur fields. I could have signed up and raced if I'd known if I had realized what the date was and that I was going to be here. Of course I wasn't sure I was going to be here, but but um, yeah so Lins, there was a let full me, on
3: let me correct the story for you. You showed up. You rolled up. You joined the pro field, and you won it all.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. No one knows. We're not going to well, check the internet to make sure that verify the story. We're just <laughs> going to believe what you say.
1: We're just going to go with that. So it was really cool. We got to uh, you know the Cactus Cup is a different format. There's a there's like a six mile time trial day one, a forty mile cross country race, and then a thirty mile in en, enduro race between oh, cool. the three days, and they combine times for the overall winner. So.
3: That There's a bunch sounds... of
1: pros here racing. Yeah.
2: yeah, it sounds right up your alley, honestly.
1: Yeah, I know I should have done it. I'm just kind of bummed that can... I didn't kind so of figure it out. Maybe next year. Had next the year. amateur
2: fields already gone off and they had already raced and it was too late? Or... Yeah.
1: No, like it, like um sign up yeah, early. Reg- Registration was closed. And no I'd day of the stuff. First day. Oh. Yeah, and I'd missed. The, I should, you know, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I showed up on Saturday. Gotcha. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Yeah, you I knew a bunch just, of people racing.
2: Yeah. You should yeah. have just jumped into the pro field. Like Matt said. Well <laughs> that would have been rad. What,
1: what I did was I waited for all the fields to go off and then I rode like thirty percent of the course. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't go at full speed, but I was, you know, I kind of gave it kind of a good effort. So that was just that was fun. And we got to see these you know, Riley Amos uh, won the men's field. Um, Maglia Rochette won the women's field. I saw a bunch of pros: uh, Sarah Sturm and Ruster Finsterwald and Braden Lang. And uh, uh, yeah, it was it was just really cool to kind of rub elbows with some mountain bike pros and gravel pros who were actually there, just warming up for the Lifetime Fitness the Grand Prix that's going to be happening. So cool. So that was that was kind of fun. Other than that, I've just been riding mountain bikes on cool trails. I rode this phenomenal trail yesterday in the, in the Mesa area and just had a good time. So I've, I've kind of since training camp, I've just been screwing off a little bit.
2: So, <laughs> And is your agenda still open ended? You're not coming back anytime soon. You're just still going to snowbird it down there for a little longer.
1: Well, my original plan was to make it home for echo, which is next.
2: This coming Saturday, this
1: this coming Saturday. And, uh, I'm not positive. I'm going to make it yet because, uh, my daughter is showing up in Phoenix today. We're going to hang out with her for like three days and it's like a 20 hour drive from here home. And so I would need a couple days and I'm, I'm not sure it's actually going to work out yet. So all plans are soft.
2: Did you win echo last year in your category? I, I did. Yeah. So I think you have I to go beat, back and defend, defend it.
1: I know. It was, it was the one race that I beat Court Johnson at the whole year. Me and Court battled most of the year. Echo was the one I, I beat him at. And, and part of the reason I beat him was because I was first in the single track, and he caught up to our teammate, Terry Hamnett, and he thought Terry was me. And so when he got to Terry, he just sat in for a while. And then he's like, Lance, we're kind of killing it. It looks like we're out ahead. And Terry turned around and said, "I'm Terry." And he's like, Lance is up the trail. And he's like, God. <laughs> <laughs> he like J-. he tried to catch me, but I ended up beating by like four minutes because I just got too far ahead in the single track. You just couldn't get past it. So That's that cool. was kind of funny last year. Yeah,
2: <laughs> right on. Cool. So maybe, maybe not see you this weekend or next week. Uh, we'll see when we see you.
1: Ah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. All all plans are soft. I'm not sure yet. See you so. when we see you.
2: Cool. Yeah. that's
1: how it goes.
3: With
2: that Lance. should be Lance's book.
4: That he yes. writes one day I'll see you, I'll when, see you when I see you. Yeah, you should start. You need to start writing this book, Lance. The memoirs. It's be good. I know the memoirs of <laughs>
2: Lance. Oh, uh, Matt, LeGrand, You raced your bicycle this past weekend. <laughs> you could call what I did racing. <laughs> I kept. I think even
3: like David Goodman and I were joking. Like, uh, we, did we did we race? Would you call this a race? Because we were like cooling down afterwards, and it was like, we just rode. Uh, raced uh i don't know if you want to call it racing but yeah i did the um mike myers time trial which was really a cool event i can't believe mm-hmm. it went so well i cannot believe how
4: well i, I didn't want to say it at any point during the race when i was like man i haven't heard that anybody like crash or anything bad because as soon as i said that I was gonna be like gonna somebody would like, like, die out there or something it would be terrible and i just keep thinking about like
3: first race that this group has put on and
4: Everybody loved the burritos. I mean, lots of little
3: things. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff to do. You know, there's always things you can do better and there's always things that you can improve, but it's all little stuff.
4: Next time we bring in Metallica, you know, Metallica could be there. (laughs) It's all (laughs) steps, burritos and Metallica. You just build on the burritos idea.
3: (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it was a very cool event. I was very, like, I loved the fact that I could just show up, you know, whenever and then race. And I mean, I I did race on time, but then I uh, had a little time to film stuff afterwards and. It was just, it was it was kind of fast. Like the whole morning would like seem like it flew past really quickly. Mm-hmm. So it
4: was it was awesome to see everybody out there. It really was. Yeah. I hope yeah. more people next time. If you're listening to this and you didn't come, I'm putting peer pressure on you. Come to the next one. Wattage wise,
3: mm-hmm. I was pretty happy with what I did. I mean, I know my fitness is extremely poor right now, but well, I what were your watts? I don't just, know just because, interesting, yeah. Um, like, so on the hammerhead crew, I like started it and then like pressed it again accidentally and it like paused it and then oh. i think i caught the. Uh, by the time i realized i was like why is this thing like saying like zero time zero mm. time but it's showing me wattage and you know i went out hard i went out too hard it was you know i went out you know when you start you go over oh, yeah. 300 yeah. watts which is yeah, too absolutely. much for me and then i feel like i settled into like 240 250 which no, is a great spot bad. for me that's not bad at and all. then um i think i probably died a little bit but then i brought it back in the last stretch and i i mm-hmm. put you know the last whatever 5K, I was probably putting out like 300 watts or something. So I was like pretty happy with the overall. Dude, if
4: you average between 240 and 250, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's probably,
3: I mean, yeah, somewhere in that range. That's not and bad at it, all. I'm, I'm guessing that my FTP is down somewhere around 40 watts from peak. Yeah. Which, considering I can't even like walk right now, I think that's okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I, mean, feel, like, I feel like I might start training after I figure out the Achilles stuff. So, yeah.
4: I mean, like uh, considering where you've, I mean, think about when you're talking about your peak, how specific your training was, yeah. how good your aerobic load was at that time. Not I mean, good. only having a 40-watt drop-off is not, well, a, it's not the end it's of a, the world. Well,
3: that's a lot when you don't have many watts to give. <laughs> but uh, but, in, but the whole yeah, time if you I You have a 400-watt average, it's great, because you've yeah, done a 360. But, um, <laughs> but when I was racing, I was like, this is not bad. This is These numbers are fine. Like, I was yeah. okay with it. Like, I yeah. think the biggest thing a lot of times is, like, it's not that you're your numbers have to be a certain number. No. It's just that you personally have, have to like survive and be okay with How time. do you feel about yeah. these numbers? Can you live with it? If the numbers are like you're putting out 80 watts, as long as you're happy with that 80 yep. watts, that's what matters.
2: That's so. what a time trial is. Yeah. What did you average for watts, Evan? Um, I think my
4: NP was around 340. Yeah, so. that's I think what I saw. Which for for me, I was... To, to be honest, the, the, the watts were not really what I was worried about i really wanted to hold a super aggressive
2: position i yeah i was gonna say you were i've made a position. lot of changes yeah.
4: yeah yeah i've made a lot of changes in my position to really get myself as I, i've started to realize even in the pro tri field like my my engine just watts wise is not that different than even the front of the middle pack yep. right now I, I i'm not the front the the top eight guys are still putting out watts I, that, that are alien to me i can't mm-hmm. touch um but really guys eight through 20 that i my my FTP, my long hour efforts, it's its all, you know, we're all within a percent or two of each other. I'm starting to realize that it's who can hold the position the longest and most aggressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, me and Karen were talking before the race, and I was like, as long as I know my path and I feel safe, I was like, I'm touching my visor to the water bottle. So yeah, held that position as long as I could, and I was really surprised that the watts actually felt that easy and those in that really super aggressive position. So, yeah. yeah. I would have wanted to be uh, – it's just – That that course, yes, it's flat, but it's it's the it's. I love it as a time trial course because it is kind of. There's still a couple turns that you gotta stay honest on, Mm -hmm. and there's a turnaround. So really, it's like. It's, it still has that kind of bike racer's feel to it. It flows and pitches yeah. a little bit at times and it's like there's it, still variations in the effort. Yeah,
2: that back leg it will. It's, it's not it's, fast it's, on the back end. No, because yeah. like you, right when you settle into like a, a certain cadence and a certain pr- amount of power, mm-hmm. it'll rise on you a little bit. It'll, it does. It, it's yeah. not a kick it's just a little rise and just kind of disrupts yep. you just enough. You're like, do I change gears? Do I push yeah. harder? Do I power through this? Is and this going to cost and, me?
4: And the road is just rough enough too. I think when we talk about time, you know, mm-hmm. my, my goal over that type of distance would be a 29 to close to 30 mile an hour average if we were on sure. a smooth like racetrack yeah when you're talking those little rougher roads that that can sap that that mm-hmm. definitely sap speed oh, which yeah, is sure. why i kind of like it because it is it's a tougher course yeah definitely yeah cool makes for a fun time trial
3: well i'm glad you had a good race and mm-hmm. numbers were good and that yeah. kind of should bode for some confidence going into yeah s- oceanside. oceanside yeah
2: yep yeah matt what category did you race in eddie Eddie old
3: old man Eddie division <laughs> 40 plus 40, Forty plus Sweet. yeah I love that division. You were mm-hmm. there and you came past me like I was standing still. <laughs> Never even like gave me a chance to like jump up. Were under. you his <laughs> minute <action>. man? <laughs> I um no, you were I don't know, he probably <laughs> twenty minute minutes man. back. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was his half hour man? You <laughs> know what's funny is like instinctually when someone passes you or like especially like one of your buddies passes <laughs> you you're just like, automatically you, you know you go from pushing whatever it is, 220 watts to 280 watts. Like you just automatically without even thinking, you just look down at the watts <laughs> and you're like, oh yep yeah, there that's, there's that. Uh, but then you kind of almost instinctively want to like jump, jump, like stand up and get on your wheel. Yeah. Which is just so funny because it's like, you
4: can't do that. It's a time trial. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been
3: stupid because I would have held your wheel for two seconds, which would have been illegal. And, yeah.
4: and then gone straight to the red and then and then <laughs> and just catapulted off the, but the age.
3: Then you would have <laughs> caught that draft for a couple minutes. And then, yeah. yeah.
4: Well, it, it, it's funny because it, it, in triathlon, there's this really specific rule where they're like, you cannot slipstream either direction. Yeah. So when you're coming up on somebody, you can't slipstream. And when somebody's yeah. passing you, you can't. And that is something that uh, you'll see guys break this rule all the time. But it's like they're, they're trying to be pretty firm with that. And guys in yeah. the profile have gotten penalties yeah. for this. What's the,
3: what's the rule at the... At the Mike it, Myers time trial.
2: Do we even have like, do you see, there it, was no f- If there. UCI has a rule, bike, it's four or six bike lengths. So. I
4: never see anybody really breaking out of there, but like, yeah,
2: yeah, in, actually in UCI, only one person,
4: but even when, so, so when I'm watching like Perry niece's time trial, uh-huh. even those best guys, like, like when wouts passing people, he will come right up to the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, breaking the rule and then floor it around them. Well, and the guys will always get in the draft. Always yeah. right away. And well, they'll try to there's hold that a, draft.
3: there's a period of time. You've got to have a grace period, right? It's like, It's kind of, it's got to be like 10 seconds or 15 seconds. Yeah, but like,
4: triathlon's rules are really specific. You're not even allowed in the zone.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, you can't
4: even come in that, whatever. You have to go wide. You have to go wide. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that makes sense. I think in UCI Euro racing, the reason that nobody cares about that is because it's narrow roads. It doesn't even make sense to try and do that. You're like, gonna have to get into somebody's slipstream. Yeah. Yeah. I had a
3: guy that I went back and forth with, like, a lot of the race. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, He would get in front of me and then I would draw back. So I'm like, I would just kind of aim for somewhere between like 10 feet and 15 feet or whatever. So I was, you know, give him enough space. But
4: even there, you're getting a little draft. Let's call, Uh, look, let's call out names, Matt. Who was cheating? Me. Oh no! <laughs> no I'll, I'll, I'll I, I want you to call this guy out. No, <laughs> no, no. He, he's
3: cool. But then, like you know, but then you're back there, and all of a sudden he slows down, and you're like, "This is not the wattage that I want to hold." So you do it for a little bit, yeah. and then you go around him. It's and tough. So to that work game work. happened for like the entire race. Yeah. And then yeah. finally, with like five k to go, like I said before, I was like, "All right, let's just put in an effort so that there's space there."
2: Mm-hmm. As a finish, did you get out of the saddle? Did you sprint? Um, or did you just like I think the I tried to
4: stay low in oh, arrow, no. but I also, stayed. I stayed tucked. Yeah. I did not get out of saddle. Yeah. Yeah, State I talked. could
3: probably find the watts that I did for the end because I had I had the second half of the race or whatever mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. those those numbers. But yeah, I mean, I was still putting out good numbers. I was just tired. Yeah, I mean, it. Like I it's had almost. Raced, I mean, because so. if
4: you get out of up out of the saddle, you come back in. It's like you now have drag, and then if your legs aren't there after that, you're like, oh well, there goes your sprint. You just lost. Yeah, but with like, like,
3: two hundred meters to go, you probably could have gotten out of the saddle. Probably. The salad. And, and it there was out. really good signage from. I saw a three k sign. Oh, I saw a one k sign. Was sign. Great. And I saw a 200-meter sign. Thank you for putting out the 3K sign. That's That's pretty cool, huh? The
4: the 1K to 400, I'm like, who cares? By the time I hit the 400 meters, Mm -hmm. I I don't care if it's... I can see the finish line at that point, Mm -hmm. usually. The 3K was nice because it didn't allow... I I didn't have to look at
2: my computer anymore. I think it was the 3K sign, though. That should have been a little bit more off the road. If somebody wasn't paying attention, they probably could have hit that. Did you notice that,
4: too?
3: No.
2: No. Yeah, it was like on the fog line almost, but there wasn't much of a shoulder there. I'm like... Yeah, that probably should have been like maybe in the grass. But it's a, it a race director. Thing I'd be the notice. one. I'd be the one guy. So race would do that, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I, um, so if there was ever a checklist of things that you're supposed to do before a time trial, or a race in general, mm, yeah. there's a full laundry list of things that you should do. Mm-hmm. There's obviously going to be like things that you shouldn't do. <laughs> I think I checked about seventy yeah. percent of the things. <laughs> Don't carry your to power do. meter. Yeah. yeah, I didn't well, even check my tire pressure. I was how, just like, what? How go. much sleep would you guys? want to try and get the night before At a race. least an hour and a half. Ten hours. I got about four and a half hours of sleep. Oh, so that that's was a bad Well,
4: this is also the problem with trying to PR a time trial. Probably you shouldn't be also directing the time trial. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be checklist
2: number one. Go into it hydrated and drink some water maybe the morning of, right? Not just coffee. No. just coffee because, you know, you're tired <laughs> from sleeping four and a half hours. so All you drank was coffee. Yeah. Um, before you go to a race, you should probably have some decent fuel in your body, right? Not a half a donut. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hey, you know what? Uh, the the, just the, the coffee, one
4: and only Mike Myers probably would be like, "No, I think that donut's good." Yeah. Think, and, I and You know it. what?
2: I, I did that to honor him because yeah. what was really neat is his wife Yolanda showed up with that their was boys, so awesome. and his brother was there and his niece, and and it was just great because they set up and they brought coffee and donuts because that's what Michael would do. So there yeah, was brother looks like him. Yeah, dozens and dozens of donuts there. His son is the one yep. that's really starting that's, to look like him. That, oh, that's the one I can notice the most. Yeah, you look at yeah. like yep. he. When he was younger, he looked like his mom, and then he went through puberty and he turned into a young man. I think he's like a junior in high school now. Yeah. he looks like his dad, and it's so awesome. I mean, he's kind of filled his, know, build, his cool. stature. Matt,
4: uh, you you had so so Matt Matt Lagrand just put out a YouTube video that everybody needs to go watch right now. Was it was the uh, a video about this race? But
3: yeah. Jake sent me all the Mike Myers photos that, that I used in the video. The they video, they were really good. the
4: video you had of Mike yeah. in the TT position. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was super right, cool. Like. I, I watch it and I kind of told Cassie, I was like, oh my, I'm almost like tearing up watching that guy ride a bike again. Mm-hmm. Like just him on a TT bike was something that was awesome to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, time trialing is like a suffer fest no matter what. There are very few people that enjoyed it more than Mike and yeah, he true. rode a TT bike beautifully. Yeah. Like that position, I mean, he wasn't a young guy. It's not like he was like a you know nineteen year old is able to fold his body over in that position. He worked really hard at that. Yeah, I mean he, he was very. diligent. It takes so much hard work yeah. to be able to hold that position. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him.
2: So, carrying on with this list of things not to do. Yeah. You should make sure all of your batteries are good. Make sure you have your heart rate monitor. Make sure that your your computer's all paired up. Specifically, your power meter is <laughs> good. Especially if you I, want to race to power. <laughs> long story. I had that. I'll just cut it to short. I had to. I had to use a new computer. It's neither here nor there, but it wasn't synced with anything. So I'm like trying to get it synced up, and I get there. I'm like, "Well, crap! I forgot my heart rate monitor." And I asked Matt. I'm like, "Hey, Matt, Matt was pretty close to me. Can you swing by my house? My wife will leave it out on the porch." Sure. Yeah. 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 And so Matt forgets to bring the heart rate monitor. Not a big deal. So he gives me this other one, and actually ended up turning out to be a blessing in disguise. But you know, I still forgot my heart rate monitor. Bad on me. My power meter wasn't synced to it, and so I'm spending all of the time. That I'm trying to get warmed up, or should be getting warmed up, because I waited until the last minute because I was trying to help everybody. Getting my my sensors all paired up, including mm-hmm. the power meter, would not pair for the life of me. So finally, I just get dressed, get get on the bike, and I'm like, I'll go out there. Maybe it has something to do with there's everybody and his brother's got a power yep. meter around here, and it's just not pairing up with anything. Maybe that's the yeah, problem. Yeah. Get out there on the road, and I finally figure out that oh, the battery's dead. Which is just <laughs> yeah. how how yeah. random is that? That it it's was right the, before well, the race, not for nothing. I'm happy that it happened before the race. As yeah, opposed to right, during, during the race. Yeah. so But it turns out that Matt lets me borrow this power meter, this heart rate monitor, and it was from Brighton. And they've got a, a nice little twist lock on the back of it. Yeah. And you need like a, a, an actual battery to kind of open it. But Thank God it wasn't like a Phillips head well, type screw. That's anything. the thing is if he had picked up my Garmin heart rate that's monitor, I, harder, I would a, not have been able to get the battery yeah, out of yeah, it. So what I did is... Peel I peel t- off
3: the... If you've changed the heart rate monitor on the Garmin one, it's a lot harder. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. So this one, I was just able to, like,
2: pop the battery out of it, put it in the heart rate monitor. I didn't – or the the power meter. I didn't have a heart rate monitor on me, so I have no idea what my heart rate was. It was stupid high, but – Yeah, stupid high. Yeah, so – I'm running late, and I've just barely got my power meter up. So I get up to the the start line. So no warm up. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like you know, not warm up for a time trial. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Let's Checklist just go number sit one on is the still warm up. <laughs> <laughs> so jumped on the bike and just kind of went as hard as I could, and kind of found like a comfortable wattage yeah. and just kind of nestled in. The first it. five minutes was your warm up, probably, yeah. and that's well about that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, still still doing all right. You
4: I mean. still are that far off of your Eddie PR, right?
2: Uh, well, you've always raced Eddie for it. So it I've says, always yeah. raced yeah. Eddie. And, and well, the thing is, is, we did it exactly 20 kilometers. So mm-hmm. it's like what, 12.4 miles, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Before past, when it was the Jack Frost, they, it was a tiny bit shorter. It was like that's twelve point two and twelve point yeah. three. So the times are going to be skewed a little bit there. Yeah. That's why my times were slower, Jake. Yeah, it has that, nothing to do it. with that. Forty watts, perfect. He's missing. adding.
4: He's adding to my list of excuses. Yeah. Even though yeah. I still lost to a guy who did the same course, but you know that's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so ended up getting second place, which, which was pretty cool. Is uh, perfect because yeah. if you
3: got first place, it would have been a lot worse than getting second place because this is the. I'm gonna guess fifth time that you've gotten second place that's beautiful race. i and yeah. i was telling people after fifth
4: or sixth. i don't want to come first place i got to keep first.
2: coming to second place like jake my is the buffalo bills of
4: of time trialing eddie classes <laughs> the maid of honor baby it's, it's such a tradition now that yeah. like
3: yeah, you need to finish second no matter what. Mm-hmm.
4: It was
2: Charlie Goldstein who beat me. and He can't
3: lose oh,
4: to a strong, nicer guy. Yeah. Super strong, oh, super he, nice guy. He's, I, yeah, I met him a couple of times. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe
2: he listens to the podcast too. So does he? Kind of a nice oh yeah. Thing. That's, yeah. Awesome. So, that's awesome. Thank you, Charlie, yeah. for letting me keep the streak kind of going. <laughs> 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 yeah, Charlie, you got to come back next
4: year and beat Jake again because he's not allowed to win. So. <laughs>
2: the race on the whole though was fantastic, and it was it was fun. I was you know, pleasantly happy with the watts that I was able to hold considering all this. Oh, the other thing is. (laughs) um should you ride a bike for the very first time in a time trial was this a new bike i
3: don't understand brand brand new new frame frame.
2: brand spank new frame just finished building it hadn't put a single not even a tenth of a mile on it the first time i rode it was going out to the start line i don't understand how you like why'd you get a new frame (laughs) how did nothing go wrong that you had before i will tell you the story about all this in about a week okay I'm sounds good putting that on hold Tell, for a minute oh, it yeah sounds, it's later. gonna be a cool story That's fine. but um the, the moral of the story is don't don't do that because i got out there and i thought i had everything done and i should have known better because i know the seat post clamps on these bmcs are sensitive oh. the first time or two that you ride them mm-hmm. they they will loosen up almost every single time yep. the seat yep. dropped down about a half an yeah, inch during the that. ride so that's going to smoke your quads a little <laughs> bit and get you out of your position and not be so aero so yeah that kind of sucked Hey, I I'll
4: tell, t- I'll tell you what though, for everything that could have gone wrong during this race and nothing going wrong, we, you know, thank you, Mike, because he was probably making sure that nobody was doing anything too stupid and yeah. that Jake's saddle didn't slip another three inches <laughs> and that his power meter didn't die also. would have been great seeing Jake, like, ride, like, <laughs> short style. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, on the top tube. <laughs> That's
2: but, yeah, it couldn't have been a better day. I mean, we had perfect yeah. weather. It, there, the was weather was awesome. It rain was rain the whole yeah. time, so our numbers yeah. probably would have been much higher had everybody yep. known that it was going to be like that, um, yep. but. We still had good turnout. We did all right. We raised some money for Luciano Bailey, which was pretty cool. Um, yep. We had a really good raffle. I think that that went off really well. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were pretty stoked with some of the really cool prizes that we were able to give out. Um, yeah, Lisa Worms said she won a whole bunch of good stuff, like Yeah, Wahoo I mean, Bolt. a big thank you to Wahoo. They, mm. they were the big donor. They gave yeah. us over $1,500 worth of product, including Wahoo Element Bolts. That's which awesome. is the version twos. Yeah, that's fantastic. Lisa won one of those. She did. Oh, nice. And we Good got some Lisa. Cast so nice. helmets, and we had Pirelli tires, and a bunch of Scratch Labs, and a bunch of stuff from Beach Eclista yeah. and we had a bunch of beer from uh, Sierra Nevada. So, I mean, it was just. I the, gave my raffle tickets to Kieran. Did Kieran win anything? He won all the things. God, I should have. Given did you read tickets. his ride title from when he rode home? Oh, I know. He had like an absurd <laughs> he amount was like, of. All the tickets. pockets were full. He's like, I had stuff in, up in my belly, <laughs> up under my back. He's like, I looked like pretty funny riding <laughs> home, but you know, it was kind of fun. So yeah, it was good. Good event. Thank you to everybody who came out and, um, stay tuned. We might be doing another one of those this year. gotta, gotta let the dust settle and we gotta kind of have a little powwow about this, but we might want to do another one. Mm -hmm. Could be fun.
4: Oh, and I am doing a big call out right now to the dialed cycling team. Uh So we had Josh and I had a ride last Saturday. I, I'm not sure if I talked about it or no, it was two Saturdays ago. I do believe I talked about it on the podcast. If I didn't, I'm, I apologize. This upcoming weekend or the next, any group of cyclists are welcome to go after our 100K rack ride. The one that Jake made that starts from downtown Vancouver. Mm. Okay. the I forget what our time was. It was like around three hours or something like that. I would love to see if there's two time trials who were not drafting. That was our main thing is we were not drafting during this. Are actually quicker than a group. If anybody's seen the GCN videos on this, it gets really funny when mm-hmm. Cy was on the time trial bike and oh, he yeah. had to have like five guys, I think, to beat him once. Mm-hmm. Actually, did they didn't beat. I'm not sure if Cy ended up getting beat.
2: I can't remember. I think th- I think the last one he might have
4: gotten be when they had like yeah. five or six guys, and they brought on some like world tour guy or something like that. You
2: did put a little caveat there, too, that it has to be like the rolling time. moving time. time. Yeah, yes. gotcha.
4: Yeah, so our moving time was like 2.53, I think, because we had it's about moving. seven minutes worth of stop it's time.
2: 61 miles or 60 miles? Basically 100K on the dot. Okay, so yeah. yeah. 62 miles, I think. Yep. So moving time, stoplights
4: and you're pulling that out? Uh, yeah, stoplights all come out, so it's just moving time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, which your computers will track. Yeah, everybody's computers will track. Interesting. Well, I mean, you yep. can
3: strategize. You can like push hard and then take a break every thirty minutes. Yeah. What was your average speed? It's
2: probably going to be close to twenty-one,
4: one mid twenty-one mid moving time. Yeah. Ouch, that's going to hurt. <laughs> so I think I think there's definitely a group of cyclists that can beat that time though. Cool. On the dial team.
2: We will give that a shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys going to do a little patreon giveaway drawing fun thing here we haven't done this in a while but just because we've been super busy but i um have the patreon bucket here and we're going to pull somebody's name out of that we've got a bunch of things in a little patreon grab bag and the person who's going to win this week is going to be alan walls alan walls is our winner for this week he's gonna have to get in reach or reach out and get in touch with us you can uh Info at dialpodcast.com. You can shoot us an email, give us a call here at the lab or wherever, and we'll get you set up. If you live in the area too, you're welcome to come by and pull something up. We'll get you get you some cool prizes, and uh, yeah, thank you for being a patron. If you uh, yourself are interested in becoming a patron, you can go to dialpodcast.com, click on the Patreon link there, and pick a patron that works best for you. We really appreciate it. It helps us kind of do, do this the dog thing and pony that sh- we do. Yeah, keep this dog and pony show rolling. There's a lot of little carrying costs, and it helps us offset that so we can do this. Every week, with the exception of two weeks ago. <laughs> cool. All right, uh, let's move on to the next thing. Um, hey, uh, is is that guy here? Did that guy come Champ, with us? Champ Bailey. That, that Champ Bailey dude? i heard of him. I've he heard of him. Top five? I think he's in the top is, five. Is top guy top guy? five? I don't, I don't know. it's top <laughs> six, maybe. Champ <laughs> Bailey.
1: Champ Bailey is sitting in Mesa, Arizona, next to uh, Olympic gold medalist, uh, oh. Harvey Glantz. <laughs>
3: okay so i, I texted That's jp a story too he wants to know how you knew it was harvey glance and how that even like did your did your sister say something or and then how did you know to, to mention alabama like did you did I, have i told you that he was a coach or something
1: no no how did all this that. come up um we so i knew that there was an olympic gold medalist that lived next door to okay. my sister in mesa arizona mm-hmm. he was sitting on the you know, between the yards, I, and I went up to introduce myself, and I'm like, "Hey, what's your name?" And he's like, "I'm Harvey," and I'm like, "I, I, I heard you were a, you were a, a track and field coach." For a while. I was like, "Yeah, I, I coached track at Auburn and at Alabama." I'm like, "Wait a minute, Wait a you minute. coach, you coach track and field at Alabama?" He's like, "Yeah." I go, "You don't happen to know." Matt LeGrand dude like of course I know Matt of course I love Matt
4: does everybody remember well, our Lance's <clears throat> series of do you know Matt yeah, LeGrand back so in good. Alabama you now have to add this uh, to the end of that video It's yeah, like I true. found the guy <laughs> the one guy
3: the one guy that recognizes me from Alabama yeah well, it's proof that, that I didn't that just was, make up the whole that <laughs> collegiate Maddie. athletic thing which I could have done you guys still don't know I'd
4: be like oh it's Alabama <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Alabama. Alabama Tech <laughs>
1: Alabama just state well that that was the funny thing about it is like harvey you realize i know one person from alabama and you happen to know him so it all kind of came up well he also he's knew one of Matt's those wife he's yeah.
3: one of those guys that knows everybody because he's harvey glance yeah
1: yes he was an olympic gold medalist in the 4x100 relay in montreal in 1976 and so that was uh that's that was kind cool. of a cool little connection that we made
4: anyway that's that is so cool
1: that that's that. That was just a coincidence. That is not the. Uh, That's not the, news. The sports report. That's not the sports report. <laughs> so yes, there were several races that happened this last week. There were two. Um, there were two stage races that happened. Perry Nice happened, and Torino Adriatico both happened. I just butchered that name. Um, Perry nice had the full support of uh, Jumbo-Visma, so guess who won that race?
2: But still, that was an awesome race oh, down to it the was finish. So close! Yeah, though. he almost <laughs> blew it. made almost that interesting.
4: Screwed that yeah. one up. <laughs> Roglic is making a bad habit of blowing at the end of these stage races. Well,
2: last time I, at he crashed. Yep, and this time Wow yeah. was what do you call him? Like half half human, half, half motors. Man, yeah. half,
4: half man half
2: motor there you yeah. go that's it yeah yeah i mean he's
4: i don't don't get me wrong Roglic showed during that race that he is very fit right now he yeah. is he is strong but yates i mean i mean he's right there with him and that last attempt from yates showed like oh that's scary like yeah. that's i mean that's some serious serious fitness showed from yates there early on in the season yeah but yeah I, I i don't know i mean i think I, I, I don't think Roglic looks unbeatable right now at all. Yeah. Still early, though. It, it is. It's so early. But you know yeah. who does look unbeatable was the man who won so, in Italy. Yeah,
1: Torino, <laughs> uh Tadej Pogacar, Pogacar, he ended up winning that stage race, um, which was uh, pretty amazing the way he did it. He, it he raced dominance. very well. The, the interesting thing about uh, Tade is that um, he has won every race he has entered this year so far. So he <laughs> that's did, an he insane
4: did, stat. That is absolutely insane.
2: <laughs> that includes her. a cyclocross race too. That's the best part about it. That's he, so he's on
4: a crazy. Race too. Yeah. He's oh my so, God. He's so strong right now. So yeah, he's
1: he's kind of on task, which is is pretty cool I he mean, won strada Bianca, yeah um and, yeah and he he didn't win every stage of no. the uae tour or of torino Adriatico, but he won both those stage races which is pretty amazing so
2: pretty what about cool. evan's best friend Remco? you want to talk about the day he had yesterday oh
4: yeah i just loved <laughs> it you know i i i do think i'm going to be right on this guy long term yeah i don't think he's no i i don't think he has all those x factors that you talk about in a gc contender Yeah, no, he doesn't have them
2: what about him going off course though? Did you see that? Yeah, exactly. The it's, <laughs> there you go. Another
4: expert. I, I I love how his. So here's the difference between him and a guy like Roglic. Yeah. Roglic does that. What do you think Roglic's post race interview would sound I like? I screwed up. Yep. yep. I screwed up. It's on me. Yep. He even apologized in the post race interview that he didn't have enough legs to help out wow get the stage win. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, you know, I like, uh, I just didn't. You know, he's like all these excuses. No, Roglic is on. He's team based guy. Mm-hmm. Humble just intense yep. dude. Yep. Remco, very first thing, excuses last, you know, Oh, I didn't have the Watts. I need 30, 40 more Watts where it's like, dude, you're God. He's annoying to listen to. Yeah. I, I just can't, I roll my eyes. Every I, I saw time it, like this like guy a, talks. a
2: headline like Remco Evanful is furious that he was let off course or something like that. So yeah. like, come on, man.
4: Yeah. Like, no, the like they actually,
1: they actually had, there, there was, there was like course tape up, um, where but but the course tape was kind of high, so that you could ride underneath it, and he just didn't see the course tape. The first those first three yeah. guys all missed it. So it's, this it's is crazy that happened. But that happens. but, that, that but that's the happen.
4: thing that, that that because originally I was like, oh, did they get like led off course? Mm. Like like was there just like a mistake from like the lead, like somehow nope. the lead bike? No, I saw. I was like, dude, look at the. I mean, th- that that is on you. You go under the course tape. How else can you? Thank God it wasn't lower. He would have like hung himself on there. I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, he's, yeah. he He just doesn't have the X factors. Amazing athlete. I mean, yeah. the guy's incredible, but I would hate to be his teammate ever. <laughs> That'd be miserable.
2: Did anything ever come of that little vial that was in his pocket? Did anything- I don't know. Did that just get swept under the rug? I think that the team was saying that was their, like, quote, unquote, rec- finishing, um, finishing yeah. drink is what they were yeah. calling it.
4: So cocaine. No. <laughs> 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 he, it, was, it was their amphetamines is what they had. No, but they they, they did say they're very expensive vials. So that's why the guy went gotcha. in and grabbed it cuz they're like, "Oh, let's make sure." <clears throat> actually it have sounds
3: this. plausible. I mean, I think these teams all have this like finishing finishing they do. drink they do. or whatever. Yeah. Sure, finishing shot.
2: What's in whatever. said finishing drink? <laughs> right. yeah. Well,
3: you know, it's the standard mm-hmm. mix, caffeine.
4: Yeah. Well, they Hopefully. said there's nothing bad in there, and if we know one thing, it's if that you they can said, trust anything can trust a cycling that. team director says about yep. what they're drinking. Gotcha.
2: <laughs> anything else, champ?
4: Yeah,
1: there was, uh, there was a, the first big gravel race of the year happened, um, the mid South in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And, uh, it, it's a hundred mile gravel race. Um, it was like 15 degrees at the start. So it was very cold. Jeez. There were a, there were a couple, it, it warmed up during the day. There were a couple of mud sections that were unrideable that people had to run through. So there was quite a bit of running in the race, um, it actually came down to a nine, nope, ten. Wow. Ten-person ten sprint, basically, at the end. And uh, Cole Patton, who was a young rider for, for the Orange Seal um, off-road team, he ended up winning the sprint. Um, he pulled away. So like guys like uh, Peter Stetna and Ted King just didn't have the sprint to, to stay with uh, those guys so kind of exciting. Is this um, the first one in
3: is this the first race in that big series that the, the lifetime race? series? It, it, it,
1: lifetime it is series. not. Okay, okay, gotcha. It's not. Okay. The first lifetime race I believe is Sea Otter, which is in a few weeks.
4: Yeah, I think. I, I think did did Dylan Johnson race in Stillwater? He did not. Okay actually gotcha. he's getting ready for the first I, for Sea Otter I'd imagine. I
1: yeah. Uh, the, the the pace of McKelvin was also in that front group um, for the last ten miles. He was descending a section about ten miles to go at about thirty-five miles an hour. Lost his wheel, broke his collarbone and his oh, wrist. Man. Oh, ouch! So his season about to start and it just got put on hold. But you know, collarbones when they're clean breaks and you just bolt them back together, you yeah. you can
2: recover you can still quickly. ride. So that was Ted Kim yeah. last year, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and and Ted King raced two weeks Did after you? breaking his collarbone last year. So yeah. go figure. Did you guys uh, see the Oh, The women's, oh, uh, women's uh, mid south was won by not Mariah Wilson. It was another breakaway by Lauren De Crescenzo, the controversial woman. Hmm. But uh, she won gotcha. in a, in a breakaway. Cool. Second, Mariah Wilson.
2: Did you guys happen to catch the the picture taken of uh, Egon Bernal and his Ineos kit riding on I the did. trainer?
4: He's on the trainer. Jeez, one step closer to Tour de France. Don't we have a bet that he
3: we like? Do. You <laughs> we think
2: do. he's going to start. And we, and I,
4: I'm not don't sure what we've be actually first. bet for this, but yes, I, I something do something important he will like be a beer. <laughs> he will be starting.
3: Yeah,
2: something super important like dinner one night. <laughs> yeah, pizza dinner and, <laughs> what, and beer. Like th- yeah, three and a half months, almost just under four months out. Does he have time to get fitness? There, I Guys, mean, it's like towards the
3: end. This is a crazy conversation. He is not going to start. He, I
2: don't think he is, but I
3: mean, he's like there, still uh, using like a walker. There's, he should not be starting bike races. It's going to be next season for him.
2: Okay, I don't disagree with you, but crazier things but have happened. The man loves to bike. He'll he get does. There. His well,
4: his his body will figure it out. He does not have that much. He doesn't
3: have enough time. He, like, he,
4: he does not have enough time, like if I was his PT, even with how much I love watching guys recover at rates that prove people wrong, he would be the one guy I'd be like, no, like really, let's wait. But I, I'm i telling you, this guy, if he's capable of getting to that start line, he's going to. He's
3: like going from the bike trainer into a wheelchair. I don't think he is going to no, be
4: like. he's not. No, I've seen, I've seen him walking without a walker. Evan, his videos. Okay. will he start walkers. the
2: Tour de France? Yes. Matt, will he start no. the Tour de France? No. Lance, no. will he start the Tour de France? No, no,
3: no. Interesting. He well, I mean, whatever Evan says, it's always going to be the opposite. Well, like, if it's always <laughs> if
4: it's if it's whatever. Tour de France related, yes, yeah. that is. Nairo is going to win the Tour de yeah. France here or not finish. <laughs>
3: Ian Bernal is going to win it all.
4: You got you that's you got. You got, you got a, he's your pick. I will winning. not go that far. He's no okay. Tadej Pogacar is an alien. He's going to win by. To, so there's an he early is Tour de France pick. Obviously, bet. nobody should ever, like, watch Perry nice or Hill and be like, oh, this is the, the be-all, end-all. He is going to win the Tour by a country mile this year. He's going to win the Tour by, like, Lance, and, like, back when Lance would, like, win by five, six minutes. It's going to be close to that that type mm. of gap.
2: So it's going to be a close race this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Two through ten is going to be a blast to watch because it's going to be really yeah. exciting, but yeah. one is done.
2: Well, they're saying that it's the Jumbo Visma U A. Yeah. Race yeah. for everybody to watch, and yeah, and Ineos will be on the outside looking in. Um, do you agree with that? that. Uh,
4: I uh, I had said that Ineos was going to be a team to watch earlier this year when Bernal, before Bernal's crash, and mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that losing Bernal at his top level is kind of damning for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think
3: that it's not even, I don't even think UAE is really like in the mix. It's they, how Brandon they,
4: McNulty looks strong, he did, still, Brandon McNulty had, is no stage, joke right now. But, yeah. but when and you look at Jumbo Visma, they have lieutenant. like five guys. No, but I think Jumbo Visma okay, so Wout, yes. But yeah. I do think you look there's some holes in that Jumbo Visma team as the stage race gets longer. There really are. They've It's they, gonna be so much fun. They've to watch. done this multiple times. Roglic has been isolated in big <laughs> moments. Think of Roglic the is the hole. The- yeah, I think I think <laughs> it's more just but think about the you know the Vuelta when they the yeah. he has been saved now in stage races twice. And he was saved in the Vuelta because movie star writers were still with him. That he intimidated into writing for him, which good on him. That's impressive. But that's but. the thing is, like,
3: I, I sometimes think that it does. Some of those writers, like Pojakar, it's they're so strong that it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter if they get isolated. Right? Yeah,
4: like, like oh, they like we got him, guys. Like no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> like you still, still have to beat that. him to the top yeah. of a mountain. <laughs> you still have to outclimb him. It doesn't which matter. Isn't going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like anyway. oh, darn, Tade doesn't have any teammates. Oh yeah, he's just going to follow your wheel until you decide to attack, and he'll stay with it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's fine.
2: He'll be fine. Yeah. Would you say that Jumbo Visma is stronger this year than they were last year? I don't know. They were they had it all last year.
4: Um, the only reason I'm gonna say yes is because Wout is really coming into being a pure yes. support role right now in multiple types of stages. I'm not sure if SEP's any stronger. We 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 haven't seen, Se- you know, I don't know if SEP's gonna be stronger. Kreuschwick is like so up and down, it's tough to look. Laporte will be big on flat stages. He's going to be like the grinder for them. But I when when they get in the deep mountains, I don't know how they're going to if like Sep and Kreuschwick can stay.
3: I I don't think they're as strong as they were last year. Jonas
4: Vingegaard? Vingegaard? Yeah. Well, but la, who's la, the but young kid? That but we, here's but here's a question. Is, is Vingegaard going to go to the Tour or are they going to cuz Vingegaard is absolutely a GC guy right now. They might say like, "Hey, let's go to the Giro with Vingegaard." Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, so
3: while it's going for the sprint, he's announced that, right? Like, yep. isn't that that's public? Yeah. Yep. So he they bad. could have... Yeah, they can't. Yeah, but he like, can do everything. They can definitely do everything because that's the kind of team they are, yeah. but there's this theoretical split the team on yeah. goals, which I don't I and don't think they're as strong as they were last year, all is my it point. Takes,
4: all it takes is Roglic to get isolated one day, and Podrickar will put two minutes into him. Like I mean, that's that's how dangerous Pogacar is. He, he's going to know that one day when Jumbo Visma's not there, while well, it's having his off day or whatever, and Sep go. Sep has a flat, and Pogacar is going <laughs> to going to blow the doors off. Panute, <sighs> you
2: got. Rohan Dennis, those are some
4: pretty those good are supporters. Some good names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so. This is the reason I think that they're better this year. Like, like I was yeah. saying, so also I forgot. Rohan Dennis is is insane. I mean, he's yeah. very strong. Yeah. But we're talking deep mountains, not like those early mountain stages where like I think those bigger guys like Wout and Rohan can just drive the pace. Mm-hmm. When we're talking those late stages where it's going to be Sep, it'll be Sep and Roglic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think is consistent enough to be there, and I think Brandon McNulty can climb with Sep now. So hmm. I think you're talking UAE and Jumbo Visma are gonna be even. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna be pretty even.
3: I Sebkus is probably like one of my favorite riders. I don't think he's that good at at that level. Yeah. Like he's Yeah, I think it's
4: at that very
3: I, last he is, bit. He is he's not like very the, good. he is he cannot go with the best climbers yeah, in the world. No. And that's just and I mean, here's it's the hard thing for me to say that. I don't that think he's
2: been turned loose to do that, though. He, I don't think he's been given that opportunity. I, the thing is,
3: when he paces those guys, like when he pulls off the front, he is dunzo. Yeah. In, uh, and those guys keep going. I just... And this I is what people forget about the lieutenants,
4: too, is the lieutenants are missing on some days. The reason they're missing on some days is because they have key stages where their goal is, I am drilling the pace till we get to about 3K left. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the GC guys go. So the lieutenants really only have to do that a couple times a tour. So this is why I know it's it's like back with the Chris Froome days when people are like, oh, if they would have let Chris Froome go, could he have beaten Bradley Wiggins? Probably not. Because, I mean, there's you're, you're, you're talking about Wigo outside of like one stage was going to be finishing ahead of Froome each time.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Froome does his pull. You know, Sepp does his pull. And then when the real moves come, it's almost like Pacers, Matt. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like if someone was to walk track and field, the best Pacers in the world are amazing runners. They yeah, are. absolutely, But... Any great pacer knows that the the race is won and lost in that they last know. two laps. It's like, yeah. come on, you know. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. The bre- if you're the pacing best a 5K pull-off at 3K, nobody yep. can be like, oh, yeah, I had 2K left in me. No, you didn't. No,
3: That's, no, yeah. no, no, no. They're done. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. And I think Seb Kuss would be like the perfect person to say this. He'd be like, yeah, no, no I'm no, not. No, he's like Roglic is. that level. Yeah. And right. then
4: also to know that, oh, you have a time trial tomorrow too where Roglic is going to put out 450 watts for the entire thing. Seb's like, No, nope, And Seb's going to finish.
2: Yeah, he's going to average 200 to get through there. Oh. It's going to be a fun race. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. It'll
4: be a great race. Yep.
3: Tony Martin is done on Jumbo, which I don't think he was that helpful in latter parts of his career. Ron Dennis is a huge upgrade. Yeah. Huge upgrade from that. I agree. Love Tony Martin. One of my favorite cyclists ever, but
4: Ron Dennis is a massive upgrade.
2: Yep. And Tiege Banut's new to him this year as well, and he looked pretty good at Stradivari until he yeah. went down. But
4: they'll be able to control all of the moving stages, uh-huh. all the flat stages, all of the yeah. kind of technical stages. I mean, they have Banut, Rowan, Dennis, Wout Van Aert, and Lepore. I mean, that's I think, an insane lineup. On the I front think that of the they'll peloton. be able
3: to control the peloton. They'll be like the, the peloton will be looking at that team for sure. Yes. They. That doesn't mean that they can, but win. I'm talking about the that deep does not mountain mean that they stages. Can win. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
4: yeah. The deep I, mountain, high altitude stages are a different story. And I, they I, I are. do
3: think that that wow can win green potentially. Yeah, it's gonna, it'll, it'll just depend on like how each of those, some of those flatter stages. Go, I think,
4: I think actually the big key for Jumbo Visma on this tour, strangely enough, I think it is: Will Kroschewicz be as good as he can be, or is he going to show up weak? If he shows up weak and Roglic gets exposed one day, Jumbo Visma will not win the tour.
3: How many stages is Cavendish going to win? Zero. <laughs> I just like throwing Zero. out the meanest question yeah. that I can. Okay. <laughs> there was a triathlon race this
1: weekend.
2: Champ, are you done? There was. There was.
1: Uh, there's one more thing. Okay. Uh, the, the One last thing. Uh, the first monument of the year happens this Saturday coming up. Ooh. Milan-San Remo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Um, Tare Pogaccia is racing. Wout is in it. Primoz Roglic is in it. Philippe is in it. Oh, Uh, man, that's a big lineup. That's a huge lineup. um,
4: Melanze and That's a sprinter's race. They need to be careful. Unless unless you're Vincenzo Nibali, it's a sprinter's race.
1: So it is a sprinter's race. It's like five hours of boredom, and then you hit the Poggio, and then the race is on. Um, But uh, Pogaccia has hinted at a long-range attack to neutralize the uh, sprinters, so it could be a little more animated this year. If he ball, if he so. wins that
4: race, if he wins from a solo break, if that he wins is that insane. Race. I mean, winning the way yeah. he won Strada Bianchi was he should not be able insane, to win that race. But yeah, <laughs> there's no way he wants What is he going to do? Like a three-hour <laughs> breakaway? <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> Maybe. Yeah, who yeah. knows? He could uh, if he wanted.
3: Yeah. No drug testing at that race. I've heard no
4: nope. <laughs> random <laughs> drug testing suspended for 2022.
2: Right on. All right. Anything else, champ?
4: Nope. That's it. Champ out. All
2: right. You guys got thirty seconds to talk about your triathlon race this week. My right, me
4: uh, challenge. Yes, clash uh, clash endurance. Uh all you Sam Blanc fans out there, this guy's legit. Yeah, he is. He's he biked. He's somebody right now who in Kona he's he's people talk about him podium in Kona, if yeah, not winning.
3: I, he's uh, I don't he, know about
4: that. I'm not sure if I'm going to doubt him much anymore. But I, I
3: do think podium for sure. I think he's better than Lionel Sanders. I think he can be. I think yeah. he can potentially on a really good day get second.
4: Yes. In the world, yes. I I agree. Which is I crazy. think if I'm Lionel, the Norwegians are Jan right now. I'm oh. getting a little nervous right now because he's young. Sam's really. He's young. He's dumb fast, and yeah, that's. Exactly. I mean, that's a good spot. I, if his swim is touching that group that he just came which out it's with, not. he got. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was touching that group. He was he, with the group that he wanted to be. He with. won
3: the challenge Miami race, and yeah. on the women's side, it was um, Ash, Ashley Ashley Gentle. Gentle. Ashley Gentle, Ashley Gentle, who yes, won Ashley it by Gentle. a country mile. Yeah, she? she's yeah,
4: she's very very fit right now. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, Sam, for all of you cyclist fans out there, averaged almost 31 miles an hour for Oof, the bike leg for an hour crazy. and a half. <laughs> 31 miles an hour. Oh
2: my God.
4: <laughs> People who like know cycling, did I've been talking with some? They're like, oh yeah, Sam Long is world tour power right now. Not world tour riding ability by any right. means, but well, he is world least. tour power. Yeah.
2: Where's he going to make the biggest impact, make the biggest name for himself and make the most money? The triathlon, because
4: I think he's going to get to the top of the sport. If you get to the top of triathlon, you can make a lot of money off yeah. the sponsors because you have multiple oh, sponsors you can go do, to. He's doing
2: well this he's, year. He's
3: making he, money He this switched year. all of his sponsors yeah. up and he's doing get well. on him. Yeah, He's
4: a big he, enough guy where the only thing he would do in a peloton would he would just be a rolling stage guy and sit on the front and then be a good time trialist. That's all he would do. Cool. He's too big to climb, but
3: yeah. I
4: agree.
2: All right. Well, that was fun. We're 56 minutes into <laughs> this thing. That's going to probably go pretty <laughs> soon. Yep. We haven't even started our topic yet. So we'll go into this really quickly. And this, this is co- a 10-minute topic. The 10-minute topic. I need Mark to we Go we'll make this quick. Um, the areas of sleep that have the greatest impact on athletic performance. And th- this kind of all stems from, like, getting four and a half hours of broken sleep going into oh. a TT. That kind of, like... I do spur this along a little bit. Um, I want to kind of run through this real quick, but I, I really am like kind of curious what your guys' tactics are with respect to sleep and things that you do to get the sleep. If you make it a priority, do you use sleep aids? How do you guys get your sleep? I need some help. No sleep aids on my
3: side, but I take it seriously, sort of. Okay. I think alcohol is bad for sleep. 100%. I think that I track my sleep with my watch. Sure. I'm a big fan of tracking sleep. And then mm. like, you know, Certain environmental factors making sure there's no like lights or phones or things like that that can yep. wake you up in the middle of the night, which yeah. doesn't mean that I sleep well. I sleep horrible, but I'm working on it. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: And so um do you check your sleep metrics daily? Mm-hmm. Do you look daily. at like your REM cycles? Do you look at mm-hmm. how long you slept? If you...
3: Every well, okay. So the one issue is so I got seven hours and forty two minutes of sleep last night. That's oh, pretty that's good that's pretty for good. me. It's really good for yeah, me. In good. fact, it says good. On my score, eighty-five. In the past few nights, have been like horrible sleep. Mm -hmm. Like sleep scores of like thirty-five. Which, if you don't use like Garmin watch, then you're not super aware of like what that quality sleep is or whatever. But usually, you want to have stuff in the eighties at least. Um, Mm -hmm. But you can look at. uh, Typically, I kind of look at those deep sleep pieces, and I say, okay, well. Last night I got like two good sleep cycles. And if you're having really good sleep, it's more like four good sleep cycles. Sleep cycle meaning that you went through, you know, the the four stages. Well, we'll say three or four stages of, of sleep, which would be like deep sleep, rim sleep, and light sleep. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you go through that cycle again. Usually sleep cycles last about 90 minutes or so. So you want to go through as many of those cycles as possible to feel more and more recovered. Mm-hmm. So, so I look at it. I... I'm a fan of it. The accuracy of these watches is not great, but the tools to really track sleep accurate, you know, sleep cycles sleep cycles accurately are significantly more expensive, like a thousand bucks
2: or whatever. Yeah. So how about you, Evan?
4: Yeah. Um, for for me, I take it pretty seriously. I think um being being a medical professional, I'm sure Kirsten could talk about this too. You 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 hear that this is what I think especially in the endurance world. I'll talk specifically about the endurance world. This is not me calling anybody out because I know somebody probably listened to this is like, oh my gosh, I was one of Evan's patients and he's talking about me this way now. But it's, I hear a lot of people say that they're, oh, I wanna, I have this race goal, I have this goal or this or that. And then I'm like, okay, so where's your recovery with those goals that you have? Like, oh, I sleep like crap and life's just too busy and I'm just too busy and all this stuff is like, okay, cool, so you're making a lot of excuses now. Mm -hmm. and I basically tell people is you need to take sleep as seriously as you want to take your training. If you can't take that seriously, then I see a lot of people, and I've I've coached people like this in the past. I've treated people like this in the past where it's always this big, big up and down, and then by the end of the season, they're disappointed with their race results, and we look back at their recovery, and it's like the recovery is not how often did you sit in recovery legs or did you Theragun enough or anything like that? It's uh, did you over a year? What's your sleep look like? Especially when you have race goals, fitness goals. So really coming up with a plan, which is going to be absolutely different for everybody. You, you have to find what your consistent plan is and staying very consistent with it. Completely agree with Matt that like the alcohol needs to come down. That's just the bottom line. You know, and I know some people don't like hearing that, but it's like, you know, you can't yeah. have your can't have your cake and eat it too. People are like, oh, I want to be fast and do all this thing, but I also want to live my life. It's like, yeah. okay, cool cool. Yeah. That's like, I, I've, I've gotten as a medical professional more to where I just let people talk themselves into a hole where I'm like, all right, you're not going to get those goals then. That's yeah. why Like I, but I put your odds at less than 2%, but it's, it's, and I know that somebody like Jake is doing a lot of these things we're going to talk about, but injury history, is something you got to factor into mm-hmm. because Jake had a long time. period. I say had two uh, God, at least a year and a half where serious pain around a certain area of significantly limited sleep. So I see this a lot with my post op patients too. Yeah. Sleep is very much affected by pain. Mm-hmm. And also because cortisol stays in the system longer when you're in pain. Mm-hmm. Cortisol is like the enemy of sleep. So this is, I mean, we're 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 talking it, it's it's you gotta look at like the whole picture and know that, okay, if I'm in a time period where three or four hours of sleep is tough right now, I gotta make my goal like five or six. Mm-hmm. And you just have to find a way in your schedule to make that happen, which is tough. Um, I think for for me, the big thing has been. My sleep could be better because I do too much screen. T- I answer all of my texts and emails in the late evening. Mm-hmm. So that's when I lay down to like answer all of those. And that's something where like I have a big weakness with that right now. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the r- I, it's point of research, but people are like, oh, you need to eat like three, four hours before mm-hmm. you go to bed. Yep. I eat like a half hour before I go to bed and I have zero problem with falling asleep. I mean, I fall asleep within probably th- like a three to five minutes of hitting yeah. the pillow. So I think as long as you're consistent, the thing is, is your GI system I think can get used to whatever you expose it to over time. I really do believe that. I think I think if I think agree to disagree
3: on that one. Yeah. I think the the problem is like what like again it goes back to those like sleep cycles. Are you getting through good sleep cycles if your body is digesting a whole bunch of food at certain times? And I'm not sure. I agree with you on screens. I think that your body can be tired enough that you can just go dunzo when it's typically you'll get more of those deep sleep cycles when you're um when when you first start falling asleep so screen might be limiting some of those deep could sleep be. cycles yeah you could, you could, could i be. think your watch can track that stuff so
4: yeah but i'm I'm not, I'm not going to trust the watch no, metrics on some of this stuff like it's I, bad you're right I, I don't think there's any good research out there right now showing that the, the specific time of eating is affecting mm. deep sleep cycle because remember true measurement of deep sleep cycle we have to whenever we look at science people got to understand what's the measuring tool if the measuring tool has a lot of errors in it or a lot of debate yep. around it then kind of toss out the research you're looking at because yeah. if they look at eight people and they're like, Oh, the measuring tool we were looking at is like a garment watch, I'd be like, Okay, cool, I don't yeah. care. Like well, that's yeah.
3: Any real research is not gonna use a garment watch, they'll use No, I know. Like the, I'm saying
4: I'm saying like if they're yeah. if they're not using like really like like medical standard type of stuff. Right. Then you just gotta take it with a grain of salt but basically. There's probably
3: studies on eating and eating in times of sleep with with going through sleep cycles. I bet. I, I'm it's sure like there easy, is, an easy enough research project to oh, do. Oh, I'm
4: sure. I'm, I'm sure there's lots of research around it, but I have not seen anything that looks at, okay, look at people who consistently eat late and are still mm. eat, eat, like sleeping well.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah. So Interesting. we can all agree that using a Garmin watch is good just to kind of give us a, a rough idea just yep. to kind of help us create better habits, but not to really yep. rely on that data as like rock solid. Yep. What about a whoop strap? Lance has been subscribed to whoop what now for two or three years. Yeah, two guys, and a half years. Do you guys put more validation in, in, in that particular science? Or are we looking at the exact same thing, just yeah. different letters? Similar accuracy. I was going to say Matt would better Yeah. Matt, Matt Lance, yeah. I know I should
3: use these. Um, so there's a guy that does actually really good like videos on this stuff. Uh, his name's the quantified scientist. His name's Rob. He's really nice. And uh, he uses – he's like a researcher, and he like mm-hmm. his specialty of research is sleep. And so he – Start a YouTube channel talking about how accurate these devices are. Some of the more accurate devices are like some of the Fitbit stuff, but it all still seems a little questionable. Where like Garmin's kind of in the middle, whoopstraps pretty much, I think in the middle. Um, but the question is like how they're are trying to improve what, the algorithms for these sleep. What are we comparing things.
4: them to is always the question.
3: They're comparing them to um, the research tool that goes on your head and it's yeah. it's looking at basically like when you brain, go get a sleep study. Brain waves. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So that's a pretty. That's intrusive. a good standard to be
4: comparing it to, but it's very intrusive. Yeah, and exactly. I bet that they're pretty they're low. They're probably very hard power, to get a hold of. Low power studies, I'm assuming. We only are probably testing a couple people.
3: Well, he's testing himself, yeah. so we're talking about one person. One person. Yeah. So this but is
4: where, yeah, th- and this you, is where I'm and then he has sure a couple his of friends agree, that yeah. sometimes he'll. Yeah. yeah.
3: This yeah. is yeah, I. But, but still, you can still. I think it's still you get data, a data, on yourself, data point that's better. That's right. It's at least something to say like. You know, we're we're saying this is accurate. We have an mm-hmm. accurate thing, and then we're comparing yeah. devices to it, way better than a lot of the other stuff that's out there because there yes. there isn't anything else out there. Yeah,
4: and so I think I think an easy way for anybody listening to this to be like, all right, I kind of want to get one of these, but like, is it worth my time? And what yeah. does this give me? What is it? Will it change anything I'm doing, or is this just peace of mind? Oh, yeah. Because I agree here's here's it's the thing: is uh, I I think the <coughs> whoop straps. and I know I'm sitting around with sure. people who use these. I think they're more dangerous than are I think I think the the juice is not worth the squeeze, and the reason being is it's a lot
3: of it's well, it's a lot of squeeze because it's like thirty dollars a month, so it's a pretty yeah. pricey yeah it's a big pricey squeeze. item. And, and the
4: reason I don't think it is the squeeze is because I think that you can do very subjective measurements yourself to determine is my sleep going well. Mm-hmm. And this is what we even talk about from a medical point of view is like okay, the amount of testing that somebody has to go through to really quantify objectively is not always worth it. But so, there
3: are other metrics besides all the sleep cycles. You can just look at. Total time. Total time. Yeah. Which is a good metric yeah. for sure. You can time that yourself. You could time that yourself, yeah. but, it's but it's nice when your watch does
1: it automatically.
4: It does, it does yeah. That is nice.
2: Go ahead.
1: Let me let me share something that, that Woop actually does that I actually find uh, pretty beneficial is 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 every morning with the whoop strap, when you wake up, not only do you get, you know, all of your like breakdowns of, you know, REM cycle a deep cycle and all that stuff but you fill out a but you go through a questionnaire about what you did the day before and they've been doing this for like a couple years so they have
0: mm-hmm.
1: hundreds of thousands of data points of how people respond to the questions yeah. correlated to the sleep they've got so they'll ask did you eat added sugar that day did you drink alcohol did you take an anti-inflammatory did you have a dog sleeping in the room with you? Did you drink too much caffeine? Did you use CBD oil? It's too many data points. Did you that's see a lot uh, of too work. much?
4: Nope. Too much data points. So,
1: <laughs> so what? What they do is there's there's a list of like 40 questions, and you can pick which ones you want to be asked every day. Mm. So like, for so you, it's you all know, about the but CBDs.
4: But you yeah. know, well, I mean, when <laughs> when we're talking, oh man, I get to play devil's advocate so hard on this. That, that, that's, a, that's a gluttony of data. And if you get to, as the sub- subject of this study, let's say this is a study, if I'm choosing the answers that I want to give, there's no standardization of this. I mean, this is it, that's just random no. data points. You might as well did I wear a sweater yesterday? No, like but, but, but the whole
1: point is they find out, okay, all these people ate late in the day, and the data kind of shows that those yeah. people got little... Worse sleep than when they didn't eat late in the day.
3: Yeah, that's the beautiful so thing that, about like some of these yeah. learning algorithms is the more data points. What sweater you wore? All yeah, of that I stuff. Know. It seems yeah, like junk, yeah. but the algorithm itself picks that. No, stuff No, no, out, I get right? it. I get it. But so, this is
4: but this is what we're talking about. Is how, okay then? Then what value do you put on that? If that, I mean, if I'm just talking purely from somebody who, when I was in school, my goal was I have to read a lot of scientific studies and look sure. at is this valuable. If, if I looked at that as a study, I'd be like, no. D- the, the amount of rules broken there when we're talking standardization of variables and all that is all over the board. Oh, yeah. Is it yeah. is it decent subjective data to look at? Sure. I mean, I, I, I can look at that and be like, oh, okay. Whoop took 10 years of data and looked at that. Hey, when you eat past this time of when you went to bed, which can be different for everybody, then, yeah, you may not have slept like as well. But that takes. But, I mean, but, we're talking long, long-term longitudinal study to even come to that which is, you conclusion. Know, but like, move is going to be better. Go ahead. My yeah, whole ahead.
1: point, Evan, with that is that you know, forget the study. Now I know for myself, if I eat past eight o'clock, I don't sleep quite as well. Yeah. I I still eat past eight o'clock. I make the choice to do it or not. But I know if I if I use CBD oil, I sleep better. <clears throat> if I if I've taken a sauna during the day, I sleep better. If I am in my home bed, my normal bed, I sleep better. You know, those are kind of obvious things. But I, but I but learned... Yeah, but yeah,
4: those, but those are all things you can subjectively... What, I, what I'm giving is the argument that I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze on this because so those are all subjective things. Let's say those are all, I think I slept better off of this amount of time at night and my recovery score, whatever percentage I give you is like higher on average or whatever that recovery score percentage. I could give somebody a subjective list of things to look at and say, you're recovering better. The bottom line is let's say you're an endurance athlete. My numbers have sucked for the last two months. Okay. Let's look at how you're sleeping. I'm really only sleeping five or six hours a night. All right. What are you doing? Well, I'm eating like past 8 PM. Okay, when you start tracking, how often are you eating past eight PM and are you having bad workouts that next day?
1: That's how I or could. Or going to bed at midnight yeah. or I'm going to bed at one AM. Exactly and getting up. Exactly.
4: So yeah. I'm just I'm I'm playing devil's advocate to make the argument that these are not doing anything that's groundbreaking scientifically by any means. No. And nobody yeah. should be paying, in my opinion, that much to be told things that they already know. Well, here's I'm the thing. I'm not saying
1: that either. Yeah. But it helped yeah. me it helped me ask the questions. Wait a minute. What are the things I'm doing in my own life that could actually help me sleep better? I didn't even think about CBD. I didn't even think about taking a cold shower before I went to bed to lower my body temperature so that my body could rest easier. I didn't didn't think about that stuff. And this just helped ask the questions.
4: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: It is it's yeah, it's also advocate this all day, but yeah it's it's super interesting because you know what I noticed with the O ring the o ring is a a ring device, and it does a lot of the same sleep tracking stuff is is how many different and this is kind of I think Lance's point is like how many different factors they can take into like your sleep score, like what time you went to bed, like mm-hmm. granted like okay, you may get. Eight hours of sleep, but it does it probably matters if that eight hours is from like 1 a.m. to nine versus if you go to bed at a normal time. Oh, to and so on your habits yeah, yeah, definitely. so th- there's a lot of interesting data points that these devices can pick up on and factor into the score. Yeah. And your, your question was like, is the juice worth the squeeze? It's built into your garmin watch. Like it's probably worth yeah. it for you to just keep an eye on it. Like,
4: well, I have, I, I really don't think I have any problems. My, my schedule is so consistent. That's you're, you're good if anybody that. was ever to ask me, like, how do I sleep better as an athlete? One, I would say we really don't know, but I mean, we're like still gathering data probably over the next decades with all this stuff to really give you a good idea. And it's completely independent. I think you would so probably, it's very independent. I think you'd
3: probably agree like alcohol affects sleep.
4: Probably. Yeah.
3: I mean, probably. I think there's enough data out there. Well, can, yeah,
4: but also, I mean, have like, you read the the wine studies? <laughs> there's there's red wine studies out there that say that it helps you sleep better. Well, just I just think it's one of those things where, case studies, yeah. Uh, where no, it's one of those things series.
3: where you take all of the evidence that's out there, all the studies, and then you try to come to some sort of conclusion systematic review, yeah, as best you can, and it might yeah. not be perfect, but like, you know, yeah. we think that you know m- more than two drinks for you is going to affect sleep, whatever it is, yeah, caffeine. Past three PM. Well, what what are we drinking here? Dude,
4: I'll I'll tell you what. The, I I don't know. I know for for me personally, I have some weird habits that you can I I know my sleep you is. Go to bed. I know I know my sleep is working only because I know my training's working. That's the only reason I know my sleep's working. Yeah. I mean, really, like because that's I'll, your that's your that's factor. my metric. That's that's I my that's personal fine. metric. Yeah. Now, does somebody else is there like ah, I want to like make sure I'm engaged at work? How do you grade that? Ah, you know, that's more subjective. Hard. But you know, I think I think it's. Take your own measure. What do you want to look at as your measure? That can be as simple as like, I want to be more engaged with my kids in the afternoon, not falling asleep. It's like, cool, okay. Yeah. And then if you know there's some low-hanging fruit that you can try to improve with your sleep, try to make those changes.
3: Well, for you, it may be worth going from like seven to eight
2: hours or something like that
4: of And sleep. And I'm now around eight hours, and I definitely notice a massive difference. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to when I was simple. like 637. Simple metric. On yeah.
2: average, how many hours of sleep do you guys get per night? I know everybody's body's a little bit different in terms of what they need. I'm just curious.
3: Yeah, mine's a real mess. Like I have a lot of sleep problems. Like I wake up in like four in the morning, can't get back to sleep sometimes. Uh But that's just getting old. Good, yeah,
4: I know. Give like, me call, good, Matt. I'm up too. I know, right? <laughs> um, you guys are just moving into, it's moving so into bad. that whole in, age. In sleep in, just go to bed at eight. Good <laughs> nights
3: are eight hours. Really, that's a really great night. A
2: lot of times it's like seven. I can't, can't remember the last time I slept eight hours. And oh, like it's funny because it like, you know, as yeah. a kid, going through your teenage mm. years, you could yeah. sleep all freaking day if you wanted to. And yeah, then yeah, as you yeah. get older, you're like, oh, I'd love to be able to sleep eight hours. I probably can, stress, but stress you just you just don't because you got stuff. And now it's like I'm. Thankful if I can get more than six. I'm, yeah. just, I'm legitimately like happy and stoked. And if yeah. I get seven, it's like hallelujah. I can't sleep past that though. Yeah. this is my body. Just it, just says nope. Get out of well, bed. Well,
4: but your your body's heading in the your your sleep patterns are heading in the right direction though. From when we're talking about three years ago now, three and a half years oh, ago, it was you were in a bad place. It was
2: terrible. Yeah, and and I've
4: had I've had. So you have to look and, at like your yeah. like yourself. It's improving at least because uh, it, it, yeah. it's tough to just flip this. Like it's kind of like. It's almost like honestly honestly it's almost like the same thing as like endurance training. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you wanna change your sleep patterns? It's probably gonna be a slow grind towards mm-hmm. I'm getting, getting better and yeah. better over time. Like it's tough. Yeah. I think that's what you know. That's my main thing. It's
3: like it's something that I'm working on. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. I'm working on it forever. It'd be like your
4: fitness one day. You're like, oh, you're going to do an eight-hour Ironman tomorrow? Well, probably not. But I'm working probably on not. it. One day, but you know. Work that's on
2: it. Like, yeah. yeah. There's obviously a lot of things that you can do. I mean, yeah. What are some of the big things? Like you just talked loosely about the not eating so Con- close to bedtime. I You've think it's more consistency. consistency. It's consistency. it's just
4: I'll just I'll just nail it down to consistency because yeah. I don't want to. My my biggest thing, and this is this is what I'm trying to do less of because I see it way too much in the YouTube endurance world, and it bothers me. I, I give advice on okay, this is the biggest thing that can apply to the most people. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying like, here's three easy ways to run faster or some you know crap video like that, but crap video that we will make that we are going to make for sure and then sell. But there's yeah. but I, I I think it's more about okay, if you can find something that's even kind of working for you right now, you've got to stay consistent with mm-hmm. it. Will it be 100%? No. But if you can be like 9 out of 10 consistency with that, mm-hmm, yeah. it's probably going to work for you long-term. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I drink caffeine decently late. I usually do. I also eat at, my dinner's usually at 8 or 9 p.m. Got That's it. just how my schedule in life works. What time
0: do
4: you hit the bed? Uh, 9.30, almost on a dot. Like Wow. 9, between 9 and 9.30. I will go to bed less than an hour after I'm done eating. Wow. Now, that has worked for me. Does that work for everybody? Absolutely not. But it's consistency. I've been doing that now for six years
3: you're also a different age than us oldies yeah. the oldies have a yeah hard time but i'm sleeping.
4: not i'm not y- when when we're looking at studies wise i'm not i'm not young anymore you're 20 around around mid 20s you are, 20, you around, are, around you are is looking what, a little rough uh yeah but this is i mean i'm i'm, I'm not what would be like a 19 year old that can see and be like oh
2: i fall asleep at midnight and can
4: sleep yep. till 10 a.m i haven't stayed up past 10 in a long time a while
2: well yeah. do you have a tv in your bedroom no no matt no matt, lance do you have a tv in your bedroom the van is his yeah. bedroom you do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't had a tv in my bedroom since i think it was that's a smart 2000 yeah. or 2001 it's yeah. been over that's actually a good little small change, change somebody can make that. yeah that's yeah. something a lot of people do but i, I still will sit on the couch cuz that's like We've got three kids, and usually we don't get them all t- to bed and, and done for the night until about 9 to 9.30. That's yeah. that kind of a window where we're getting them all put to bed. I and mean, yeah. granted, the, the two older ones are getting to the point where you just go and say goodnight, and they're still going to be up for a while. But the youngest, you know, can get them in bed. And that's really my only time with my wife to go sit that's down and relax. That's to Sit there and, yeah. like, we don't just sit there in the dark. So you'll turn on the TV, maybe just something on. We've got a couple a different bench. things we'll watch for, like, an hour or two. I could probably... Do away with that, and maybe yeah, but that's tough. But then you don't have that time with your wife, and now that's for her too. I have to be sensitive to the fact that she is a busy, busy lady, and she likes to train too. So she'll get up and she'll do it at like five o'clock in the morning. And how much is Becca sleeping? Like what? Six hours? She might not even getting enough sleep. Well, she's super sensitive to that. She needs like eight to nine hours and she does a good job of getting at least seven, but that's, she'll tell you that's not enough. That's not enough. No, she's busy and training. That's a lot. And so if, if she's going to like hang out with me and all that stuff, like she'll end up falling asleep on the couch. That's fine. Then we'll get to bed, but um, I I need to probably be a little bit more sympathetic to that. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we just need to come up with a different, pattern routine with our kids at night and, and start our process earlier so that we can go to bed yeah. earlier maybe that would ultimately end up helping me out as well but i'm it's yeah. not like i'm up watching guys, tv at all you at guys,
4: you guys need to put yourselves first there and just be like kids yeah 9 30 no yeah. 8 45 now <laughs> You're like i don't care it's usually
2: go to bed like seriously around 10 30 ish 11 yep. o'clock somewhere in there and like she'll she'll be done and like sometimes i don't have a problem I'm going to see but like i i didn't really get any me time during that day so i, I want to yeah. go read like what's going on in the world or mm-hmm. i want to research something or watch matt's video or something like that and that usually yeah. happens if that's going to happen at about 11 o'clock at night i yeah. probably shouldn't be doing that so screens that yeah, that's, that's probably tough. enough yeah yeah this is
4: that's always the thing is with with anything you want to focus on especially once you know the one guy talking at the table who doesn't have kids it's Kid, like obviously it's you're always when, you're, when you are busy an endurance athlete have a job and have kids everything you want to change is going to require sacrifice mm. like almost no matter what mm-hmm. as opposed to the 24 year old where literally the only thing you have to tell them to get better sleep would be like dude you're not as busy as you think you are mm-hmm. turn your phone off an hour longer and you can get to sleep earlier yeah. and that's all that with you guys it's like, <laughs> like well, don't I, say goodnight I to, to your kids yeah, I won't hang out with my wife anymore <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> I'll I mean, give up I mean, hanging out with my wife <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. everything that you guys have to change in your life is like, is it, is is a is a st- is, is something's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> this is why the sleep conversation cracks me up because you guys are taking active hard steps to try and improve that. I'll have patients who are like athletes, and I talk to them; they're like nineteen, and the way you would talk to them, you think their life is like immovable. How stressed they're turn off they're my like phone no, thirty are minutes you early. Me? I got to watch TikTok for at least three hours to catch up on all of my influencers. Like. <laughs> Wow, yeah. man. Yeah, no, that sounds hard. <laughs> Sacrifices. Oh, that that 15-hour-a-week job you did part-time? No, yeah, that's definitely going to cut into your sleep time. Yeah, I, I don't know how you manage.
3: <laughs> it, yeah, kids are another level of, like, learning what busy is. For us, it's like we put the kids to bed and fall asleep with them, like, every night. Really? And then you wake up randomly, and you're like, uh, uh, where am I? Again, find a bed, go so to sleep. That's,
2: you fall asleep in the room. Yeah. we like. Well, we read to them every night. And, and you so guys all fall asleep in the same room, and then you find your way in Not, your room. Isn't uh, yeah, basically. I mean, there's different kids in different rooms. And I wonder stuff like if you that. would sleep better if you maybe tried to switch that up a little bit. To just be like, you kids are got to put yourself to bed. Well, you, you know? know, just tuck around I and mean, say goodnight, night, and then go to your bed. Yeah, e- that would e- be better for e- us. E-
4: yeah. Ethan's got a new job. It's like, Ethan, you are now the reader. Ethan, this <laughs> is. <Good luck. laughs> Better memorize Harry Potter even. You're reading this thing every night. Every night.
2: All right. <laughs> so I've got this article here. It's got five um, areas of sleep that have the greatest Let's see if we hit them all. But let's uh, see. Let's let's just go through this real quick. This part, when it comes to athletic performance, um, sleep plays a part in the following things. I want you guys to tell me if you agree with this list. Reaction times, motor function, motivation, focus, stress regulation, muscle recovery, sprint performance, muscle glycogen, glucose met- metabolism. Uh, met- <laughs> metabolism metabolism, metabolism. Yeah. Uh, memory and learning uh injury risk illness rates and unwanted weight gain i'm i would say that those are probably uh-huh. safe
4: partial yes to all of those sure yeah yeah i um, think sleep
3: plays a big role in a lot of different bodily yeah. functions so. i think
4: it's a very important base
2: layer to make sure you're addressing as an athlete i mean I, i'm seeing a few things here for me personally i'm like god yeah maybe i do need to or kind of getting a little bit more sleep. I mean, maybe if I slept one more hour, do a little bit I'd, more sprint performance sprinter. or something.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing holding me back from the green jersey.
3: You got is second one more place. Hour of sleep. You got second place, didn't you? I did. You could have won. Could have won, won that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Price <laughs> what <laughs> price what place did you get? Second place. Oh, come Overall, on guys. Second place. <laughs> come on. Second place
4: <laughs> though guys, but I'll tell you what if I would have had a sprint. If you could have <laughs> yeah. I would have had it. <laughs> it
2: did, so know, price go sleep, register <laughs> <by> for the <laughs> men's category 4 or 5 group, which was the, the was the most competitive field, wasn't it? Was not the that the most competitive field in the Was the biggest field?
3: No, I don't think so.
4: Oh, most most people in most competitive
3: field as in worth the fastest times from that category. No, they were from the
4: cat one
2: category. Definitely by a lot, yeah. What was the next fastest time in your field? Actually, I can probably look it up here. Give me I one second. It was, it was a young kid. I thought you got second.
3: I think you got second in your category.
4: No, that was overall. Second overall. Yeah, I won my category. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Must enough. be that sleep. It must be the sleep. I think it was the sleep.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you beat second place. You got twenty-seven twenty-one, and second place got twenty-eight thirty-six. Still respectable hey, times. Hey, he's a young kid,
4: right? Uh, he, was he the younger one?
2: Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then third place got strong. 20, 47. So he looks those are very some strong. Times that, from the four-five group.
4: That seventeen-year-old's gonna be somebody to look out for
2: here coming up. Peter Collins.
4: Yeah, good job, Peter.
2: Cool. No more. Yeah. No more four-fives for you. I, know. I was <laughs> maybe called. on the was road race, but the, the time yeah. trails. I don't know. I'm still a four so. with Obrá. So <laughs> crazy. Um. So we're getting really long on this. Is there anything else that you guys want to throw in there on sleep? Is there any any tips, any like pro tips that any of you guys have to get better sleep? I think we've talked about them. Like screens in the bedroom is Anything bad. that we haven't talked about? I mean...
3: Uh, you want like a cool... Usually you want a cool temperature in the place that you're sleeping. Yep. You want to, you know, minimize distractions, less mm-hmm. screen time. I think you're supposed to stop screen time an hour before bedtime. That's not something that That's I what do. I've heard. Nope. Absolutely. I wonder how many people actually do that. Um. Yeah. And let's think there's there's
4: don't hyperhydrate right before you go to bed yeah you're gonna be interrupting your REM sleep over and over Mm -hmm. yeah
3: and then you know the debated one of of eating you know a certain block amount of time before you're actually go to bed i think temperature setting your own temperature before you go to bed is is something that
2: people Mm -hmm. could consider working on what about training too close to bedtime like there's like kind yeah. of a window where you're still yeah, kind I of break all these rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when is the I mean, most optimal time of the day to, to work out? Is it the first See, thing but in the morning? This is, you, you know what's funny Everyone's different.
4: Yeah, no. So, so yeah. this is the one where I say consistency as, as much as I sound like a book yeah. record is actually the important one here because I even realized, so I used to be a super early morning yeah. trainer. Um, then I had to shift to afternoon and late evening afternoon is in my l- little lunch break and then late evening. Um, The shifts both ways I had a drop in sleep when I shifted. Mm -hmm. And now if I have to do a really early morning training, which I will do like once a week, that's usually my worst night of sleep. Really? Interestingly enough, I think it's because it causes a little bit of stress in my mind knowing Mm -hmm. I got to wake up at like 4.30 for that. But right now, like my body's so used to just, hey, you get home, you know, 7 to 9 p.m. You train and then you go to bed. Or seven to 8 p.m. or whatever. Like I'm so used to that now that it's very easy for me to fall asleep yeah. after that. Yeah. So
2: it's always hard to get a good night's sleep before a race. At least for me, a lot yeah. of people get that anxiety and they just they wake up early. They have hard time mm-hmm. going to bed at night because they're thinking about everything. And that's just gonna happen. And you know what? You just you go out there and you deal with it. You get yeah. it done. You're. It's not like you're gonna be like, ah, crap! I only got four and a half or five hours of sleep last night in this mm-hmm. race. I'm just going to throw it in. I'm not going to do it. That just doesn't happen. You spent too much time and energy preparing yeah. for this. Yeah. Now you're going to go do it. Now on the flip side, let's say that you got a terrible night of sleep for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and you've got a big, big training day. Do you still go hundred percent all after that training day? Or do you say, you know what? My sleep was bad enough to the point where I think it's probably best that I flip flop this and maybe do it on another day. And maybe today's just going to be an active recovery or an easy zone two or something like that. you kind of like mail it in a little bit. What do you I do th- there?
3: I think you get into your warm-up and you see how your body's yeah. doing. Because
4: yep. I agree. Nine times, out of 10, how
3: nine times out of ten, I think you're going to feel okay. And w- I think what we used to be, like kind of the, the rule we used to live by is, is it's not the night before the race or big workout. It's the week, before. I've it's actually the week it's the before, before, right? It's, yeah. 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 it's, like before, yeah. it's getting that yeah. kind of average sleep yep. amount I think too. People need to
4: be careful that with tough workouts, it is there's a lot of mental games that go into it. So I completely right. agree. Get through the work. Get through the warm up. Do at least an interval too. If you feel good, do the workout. And if you your, really feel your body bad, we'll tell you. And this that. is what I tell yeah.
3: my runners. I'm like, if you get out there and you really feel bad, shut it down. Yeah, we can always change it. But I like, will. It's I will almost s- always that yeah they'll, they'll be fine. And they'll Matt's work. and
4: Matt's such a good coach with this too because well. I think that people realize that they're they're going to be okay. But I do, I don't know. I see some people make quitting a habit. I'll say so so it's, so it's like, oh man, yeah, I didn't get that sleep like good. This last night I was like, well, you said that like 17 times now of your yeah. last 17 hard workouts. I think this might be a mental issue where you need to commit to like, hey, this is gonna suck. Yep, but I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. It's like if if you're going into hard workouts and every single time you're like, oh man,
3: I just didn't get the sleep last night. If you're waiting for like, the perfect moment to do a hard workout, gonna never happen. gonna you're come gonna, you're gonna miss
2: workouts no. and it's not gonna be yeah, yeah. productive. So. Lance, do you have anything to add to this?
1: Uh no, I think you guys have said the things I would have done, and I I agree with. With
2: what's going to happen. Gotcha. All right. I think uh, on that note, just hey, sleep more people. Sleep more people. There just you go. Get some more sleep. <laughs> sleep <laughs> more. Let's jump into one last thing. I know Matt's got to get out of here, so I'm going to let him go first. Um, I posted a video yesterday
3: evening. Everybody go watch snuck it. Snuck a video in, and it's um about the time trial, and the point of the video is basically just let people know about the race, like what the like what my experience was, and. Uh, a little bit about Mike Myers and you know just like have them consider doing the race in the future whether it's you know part of this race series or mm-hmm. potentially uh, future races you know next year. I hope that this race continues cuz I think it's a, a really well done event. The Mike Myers time trial or time trial series whatever ends up happening. Um yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the with how that went. It's
2: a fun race, man. I really fun appreciate you putting together that video. Fun that was day. uh it was special.
3: It's a good um, I mean, I the video could have been better, for sure. I mean, that's... You know, I just don't... I didn't put quite the time into it that it deserved. But um, I think that, you know, at least we touched on the topic. In, oh, yeah. It's kind of informational. Yeah, so it's people can learn more. Liked it. Cool. How
2: about you, Evan? One last thing.
4: Um, I'll be doing a video with Matt here soon, hopefully. That's going to be fun.
2: What are we going to do if it rains? <sighs> We're going to see. We'll figure, it
4: out. We'll we figure can do, it out.
3: We can do indoor stuff. I mean, like, that's yeah. the day in the life is sometimes... And sometimes
4: runs it in the tough. Pacific
2: Northwest. Sweet, yeah. Lance Epler, one last thing.
1: Uh, first big mountain ride, mountain ride bike race of the season happening for Portland area folks. Echo Red to Red is happening oh, this call. Saturday, so hope that there's uh, a lot of people that come and show up, and um, hopefully I'll be there.
2: I'm not sure yet. Yeah, we had uh, Eric Simiotti and we had Brian Simiotti. Brian. (laughs) I did that last time. Eric, why do do I want to call him Eric? Brian (laughs) Simiotti and Scott Schultz came in a couple weeks ago and they were on the podcast talking about that. If you want some more information, you can go back and listen to the podcast about that one. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, Some people have asked me if I was going to do that this weekend. I have no idea. I'm still TBD. I haven't touched my mountain bike since last September because my shoulder was pretty much needing to be put on the shelf for a bit. So I don't know. We'll see. Odds are probably not, but you never know. Maybe. Uh, My one last thing, I have been asked this so many times in the last few days. This past Saturday night, we had the time change. We did uh, a little spring forward, a little daylight saving time, and... The question is, when do the flogging rides start back up? I want to get back out there and do some flogging. So um, it's not going to be this week. It's not going to be this Thursday. I think the weather's going to be kind of crappy anyway. But I think we're going to try and start a week from this coming Thursday. So if you're local and you want to come out and do some flogging with us, uh, by all means, come out. Uh, the first time that we go out, though, might not be a full-on race pace. We might have to look at some route um, diversions or alternate routes. There's a section where they're going to be tearing all of the roads out. Um, for the local people here, once we come down China Ditch and we turn... Well, we go... Right. turn, the, Make that left-hand turn on, right. t- on the, on the yeah. 500. Yeah, yeah. You know where it gets kind of busy there. They're turning that intersection right there into a roundabout. Oh, okay. So oh. that will actually be safer for us, but they're going to be working on that. And that'll be a good thing because I think there's whispers of possibly being a bike lane there wasn't a bike lane before and oh, cars wow. came flying by but um we might have to come up with an alternative way of finishing up the ride because i don't think that intersection is i be think the, the, for us.
3: this is i know it's not going to be popular opinion but i think that the flogging ride should be out of vancouver lake because of all the traffic issues unless less stops stop signs stop lights but that's again You can take that recommendation. Yeah, every is closer to me. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I I know that people like the hills and that yeah. ride is Vancouver Lake is boring but yeah. like it, just from a safety standpoint i think it's a
2: yeah point taken and yep. that's what we're gonna look at as some possible route
3: well not not that big of a change probably well
2: we'll see we're gonna go play with it but anyway for those that were wondering a week from thursday this comes out on wednesday so a week and a day after this podcast come out is when we're gonna hopefully get those things back wow so Good times. All right. We do appreciate everybody listening. We will be back next week with another podcast. Until then, bye for now.